0: Don Crawford Jr. Here's Michael and Don. I faced it all and I stood tall and did it my
1: way. Welcome once again to Know Your Legal Rights. My name is Don Crawford Jr., the proud and grateful owner of KWAM God Country, Texas 770, and I'm sitting with Dallas Elder law attorney, Michael,
2: M is in Mary Cohen. Hello, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> my middle name, first of all, my middle initial is not Mary, okay. and it's not even M. Well, Mary's not an initial. Okay. It's um, well, well, not I mean, M, right? Right. So my I don't have a middle initial of M, and my middle name is certainly not Mary. So tell me, uh, of course, my middle initial is B, right. as in beautiful, as I always say, but the, tell me why This is the middle initial of the week, the
1: mule we'll call it, or something like that. Well, it's always complimentary, you know that. It's always okay. a becoming
2: middle initial. Okay, well, I mean, I, I, I appreciate... Now, the B could
1: be becoming, too, right? Well, well
2: I, thank you very much. I appreciate be that. <laughs> uh, you'll say that for another radio show, but...
1: Uh. Michael, becoming soon, that's for sure. <laughs> um, but um, the M is for machine gun, because that's what you were talking about last week, only in a positive way. The denotation of machine gun is not very positive, but in my sense of the word, it is, because last program, very much kidding aside... Uh, The the gentleman who uh, was widowed, fathered seven kids, thought he had his plan all straightened out and ready to go, and it was categorically clear that he didn't, because there were so many what-if situations, and if he hadn't done this, the dominoes would have dropped like crazy and caused more problems, and because of your expertise, 20, 30, 40 years, I've lost track now, and I think you're coming up to five years on KWM or six years with us alone, whatever it is, lots of numbers there. There were so many possibilities and, pro- and potential problems that you came up with solutions right at the very end of the program because of that machine gun approach. Had you thought about? Did you realize what if?
2: Yeah. So yeah, we last for those who weren't listening to last week's show, we had a situation where one child, all she had was a home, and I say child, she was in her sixties, and who had had health issues, and she wanted things. She didn't. She wasn't married. Didn't have children. She wanted to uh, have the asset, the home go to her six siblings, but we went through about, uh, 10 or nine, nine or 10 different things that she didn't consider on something simple. as just having a home, uh, ranging from what happens if she needed long-term care to whether, uh, a beneficiary, um, if the beneficiaries would agree on selling the property to whether somebody had creditor issues or if a minor happened to be a beneficiary or somebody was disabled or somebody had some marital issues. or There's lot, there's lots of different types of things that are considered mm-hmm. on any estate plan. And so even something simple where somebody just all they had was a home, uh, there was a lot of different things that uh, had to be considered. Uh, so the the, the moral of the story is to do a little bit of planning, and I think that's what I really wanted to talk about today, because uh, Prince, yeah. the, or at least the artist formerly known as Prince, mm-hmm. is in two different ways, I suppose. Prince or the symbol of boron or something. Well, like that, I don't, you know? I, don't <laughs> I don't know what it was uh, in writing. That's but. beyond um, my uh, expertise. <laughs> okay. uh, but but Prince, uh, as you may many of y'all may know, um, he kind of in the news recently because the Trump campaign um, had used one of his songs, Purple Rain, at a rally in Minnesota. Oh, right. And 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 by the way, this is not intended to be political here. Uh, And so the prince's estate, because he had no will—he died three years ago, and we expect things to go for another seven years or so Hmm. because he had no Mm -hmm. um, will—had asked the Trump campaign not to play the song Purple Rain or any of their songs because uh, they, have, of course, have copyright rights mm-hmm. um, to all of his music. And the attorneys for the campaign said, okay, yeah, we're going to cease and desist. But then again, in um, just, I think it was in September, they did it again. Mm-hmm. And so they said, look, stop it. And so we're talking about Prince not because of the Trump campaign. And we're not trying to say that that may have been an error or mistake, whatever, but now it brings into light what's gone on with Prince's estate Mm -hmm. after three years. Well,
1: let me ask you first the question since it's come up already. um, The the attorneys of the estate, who are these guys, and how does anybody decide whether this is right or wrong for the estate? Who's the Mm -hmm. decision maker here?
2: Yeah, so what happens is when you don't have a will— Then the court has to appoint an administrator. Is that a state
1: attorney, or could it be a private attorney as well? Well, it so. doesn't
2: have to be an attorney at all. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now there'll be attorneys representing. First of all, who gets chosen? Okay. Who gets chosen as an administrator? In this case, in Prince's estate, it was a bank. Was the administrator? Okay.
1: Why a bank? What's the oh? Because there's a
2: lot of mo- There was two hundred million dollars in his estate so a lot of times there's like just like banks are often the administrator of trust so that means that they're the ones who not only pay the bills but they determine how things are invested and how their the taxes are paid mm-hmm. in this case already there's an additional 31 million dollars of estate taxes that haven't been paid this is after three years, and of course, when you don't pay taxes, what happens? There's interest on that. Sure. Do you think um, invariably it's good to have a
1: bank call the shots, or don't they have their own self interests?
2: Well, that's the, always the thing that you have to consider. It depends on your situation. And of course, not everybody could. Uh, that's what the heirs are complaining about right now, because so far the administrative expenses of of, of, of prince's excuse me estate as the fees have been 45 million dollars in administrative oh, expenses. So that's not including the 31 million dollars in taxes on the 200 million dollar estate.
1: So a third is gone already.
2: Yeah, and we got seven more years to go. Oh,
1: my goodness. So the phrase, the only ones that went in the end are the attorneys, is, is the attor- only true for this well, case. Well, the
2: attorneys, the attorneys, in this case, it was the administrators, the right. attorneys, and the um, accountants. And the bank. <laughs> yeah, the, they're the administrators. And the bank yeah, so, the, and so right now the heirs are complaining about their projections on cash flow. And, of course, there was a lot of the, a lot of the things were because of different heirs. As part of this is Prince's problem. Forty-five people claim to be heirs. So now they have to do all these uh, find out. Mm-hmm. That's why it's taking so long. Uh, it, it, who ends up paying? And did we talk about genetic testing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Design? So they had to do—somebody says that they're the son of Prince, so they have to do a DNA test. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All so right. there's DNA testing. Mm-hmm. And so, by the way, they've, they've reduced that number from 45 to 6 now, mm-hmm. five half-siblings and one full sibling. Five half and one full, okay. Very Except good. for now one of the halves mm-hmm. has already died. Oh, no kidding. And so now we have to deal with that person's heirs. So this this is why, you know, here he is. I guess, Prince, is that what you really want? Now all of a sudden you've made quite the mess here. I guess he, whatever, he could have given to the, you know, whatever Music Hall of Fame. He could have given to some charitable foundation. Instead, who's the beneficiary? Just like you said, it's going to be the attorneys, the accountants, the administrators, the government. Is that what he intended? Is that who he intended to be the beneficiaries?
1: Now, it is human nature, though, right, for a lot of people, whether it's uh, Tatiana Jefferson. Jefferson is her last name? Yeah, the one we talked about a few shows ago. Yeah, who Mm -hmm. was shot by the police officer mistakenly and uh, tragically uh,
2: 28 years old.
1: Who would think at that age, oh, I better have an estate plan. And how old was Prince? 65? Yeah, yeah.
2: I I don't know if he was that I don't know how old. Those songs were like in the 80s. Right. Uh, By the way, I wrote an article about— that I called it. Um, um, Prince's estate declares Ra- a drought on purple rain. Oh,
1: very good. That's <laughs> creative. And but even so, he said, "I'll get to that later. There's no right. rush for this." And right. A lot of us do right. those mental exercises and say, "Eventually, but
2: not right now. Nothing's going to happen to me." Right. Everybody always says it happens to the other guy. But guess what? We're not. We all die. Happens to the other guy. Well said. Uh, the. It's just like anything in life. We always think it's always. Th- bad things happen to the other person, it's n- whatever. Mm-hmm. So Prince didn't plan. Right. He didn't do any planning. And so, again, uh, his $200 million estate has been eaten away, Eat away. by p- all these people saying, oh, I'm the heir. No, I'm the heir. I'm the heir. Now, now I guess the question on one of those half-siblings that died in August, so one of the half-siblings died on August the 29th. So maybe let's say he didn't have a will. Now we have to mm-hmm. deal with all of his heirs.
1: Let me ask you. You also brought up. It's probably an obvious answer, but is the one who's the full child not a half mm-hmm. sister or brother? Or do they have any more entitlement because? Well, they, I guess that depends. Yeah, the exact it, parents.
2: It, you know, it's going to depend on the law of the state. So you're going to have to. We'd have to see what Minnesota as laws are. So it could be that they get half of it, like you said, or it could be the full, but it's Mm -hmm. really, it's going to depend upon the laws of the state. So uh, when you do not have a will, in effect, the state makes the rules. Mm -hmm. The laws of intestacy, and that may vary from state to state. So for example, in Texas, one of the biggest mistakes that people make I see, and we've seen this on several different times um, in recent months, where you have a a, a spouse. Uh, you're married, you have a spouse, you have children with that spouse, but you may have had children from a prior relationship. Mm-hmm. The surviving spouse says, oh, we bought this house together. It's community property, right? Well, maybe, yes, it is. But I should be entitled is a surviving spouse, of that whole house, sure. right? And even if I had a will, or if my spouse had a will, it, you, I don't need to even probate that will. Mm-hmm. That's a mistake. What because we, in the laws of the state of Texas, the surviving spouse would share an ownership with the children of the deceased spouse. Okay. So they're laws, sta- the laws of intestacy. So you mm-hmm. better probate that will. If it said all to spouse, and you have four years to do it, Unless there's some unless you could find an error of why it wasn't done within four years, an excuse. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked about this on another show, but basically, the laws of the state tell how things go. In the state of Prince, you have to go by the laws of Minnesota. Do half siblings take the same share mm-hmm. as a full sibling? Well, whatever the laws say. In Texas, um, for example, uh, we talked about just a second ago. If you're a surviving spouse, does that mean you in, are entitled to all the home in our example? Maybe, maybe not. Depend on whether the uh, the deceased spouse had children from a prior relationship or not. Mm-hmm. So you're, when you allow, when you don't do anything yourself, you allow the state to make the decisions for you. Who do you want to make the decision? In Prince's estate, he didn't do anything, and so far we've talked about $45 million dollars of administrative expenses mm. and $31 million of taxes. Now, the taxes, they could have done some different planning too, mm-hmm. but he didn't. He didn't do anything. And so, as as we've said before, are the in- who do he really want as his intended beneficiaries? Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> the bank has charged all these different fees, and, of course, there's the attorneys representing people, the accountants having to do the, all I mean, the How stuff.
1: often these days, Michael, is um, – oral representation important.
2: I was thinking, what if,
1: what if Prince was drinking one Saturday night and texted an old girlfriend and, and just simply said in the text, and no matter what happens, if I get hit by a truck tomorrow, I, I want you to get everything. She has that text, and there, there's a will right there, versus someone who said, who was his housekeeper, and he told her one Sunday morning, orally, nothing in writing, you're the best. You should inherit everything because you're the only person I can trust in this entire world. I mean, I, I would imagine the heirs must just can't take it anymore and just walk away. Maybe the attorneys like it if the meter is running. I don't know how that all works, but what a mess.
2: Yeah. So by the way, I think that you've just raised a several interesting points, one of which is, again, state law. Some, some states allow Oral wills, oral wills. Wow. Non, non, they call it noncompete wills. Noncompete. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 So, so some states, but you have to prove it, and that's hard to prove.
1: Yeah,
2: right. One time, I remember we talked on one of our shows. We t- did talk about somebody who had a cell phone, and he the he had the the husband who was estranged from his wife had committed suicide, but on his text on his uh, uh, cell phone he had left a message says I want it all because I don't I don't. my wife I'm and I are estranged so I want it all to go to my son and this was a case in Australia it would not work in Texas at this time and he said I want it to all go to my son even though I'm still married the text message that was found by, and the brother uh, of the deceased knew the password to his phone got that will it asked to be admitted to the, in the Australian court, and it was admitted, but it wouldn't be work here. Now, interestingly enough, and this is one of the uh, articles that we actually wrote in August, which got top ten blog in the state. Right, was a the commission in the summer uh, of this year. There was a commission about for probates uh, in the states uh, throughout the U- U.S. Uh, the, there's a kind of administration of uh, different people who try to determine what what might be uniform throughout the states. Mm -hmm. And they talked about electronic wills, where you could even, you know, nowadays when you have a will, you go through different formalities. So some of these things, why we say that the wills that you were talking about before, whether we were talking about the Australian will or whatever, why it may not uh, be good here in Texas is you have to go through, you're supposed to sign it before two witnesses that are each over the age of 14. You have to be over the age of 18, a sound disposing mind and memory. Uh, Anyway, you make statements that you revoked prior wills and codicils, et cetera, as part of the self-proving affidavit at the end. But even if you didn't have that, you can see there's a way. Well, there's a will, there's a way. uh, Here... They have t- said now, we, as far as witnesses to wills, that you can, if you have certain protections, we will even. Allow, so let's say you have somebody in Oshkosh, by gosh, as a witness, and somebody else in in um, um, someplace um, in Chicago or something. The it doesn't really matter. There's a way that you could do things, if the states approve it, mm-hmm. where things could be remote. Now, this hasn't happened yet in Texas, but we could see that this is going to be something that will happen in the future. Sure. As technolo- This is why we say, you know, as technology changes, you know, things change. Yeah. We, we have digital assets now that we didn't used to think about. If you had an older will, did you mention digital assets? How about in your power of attorney? What is a digital asset to begin with? If you have Facebook, if you have online accounts, if you have Twitter, if you have Instagram, if you have Bitcoins, all sorts of different things that we'd never even heard of maybe just a matter of years ago, and yet people have this will that's 18 years old or whatever, and they say, oh, gee, well, my will's still good. Maybe, but you know what? Technology changes. And so uh, I tell a story, uh, an unfortunate story. Um, I, had, I got a notice a couple months ago about a friend's birthday on Facebook. What was the problem? He died two years ago. Mm-hmm. See, that nobody had access to the Facebook account. Uh-huh. And so now there's, you could even have, a, there's even a form where you could say, I transfer my digital assets or who's in charge of my digital assets. Sure. Or you can name it, say something in your will or in your power of attorney that gives the anything from... You know, if you had a gambling account uh, online or this or that, it could be any number of things. What about photos, uh, uh, things on your cell phone? Mm-hmm. Uh, passwords. Passwords. You should have. Th- things change. Mm-hmm. And it's not. Things just don't remain the same. Mm-hmm. And so. And things were not going to continue to remain the same. I, you know, my daughter, I have a daughter who's uh, 17, she just turned 17. And. She was—she had done—she's going to get her driver's license uh, very soon. And she was driving with my wife. And she said, look, Mommy, that car over there is—there's no driver, and it's moving. It's a—you know, it's probably one of these things that Uber's testing out or something. Well, and my wife said, well, you know, dear, probably 30 years from now, it may be that that may be the majority— that people won't be driving. You might be one of the last of the generation that learns how to drive. Right. It's hard to believe. It's, this is, seems so. This is a Jetson type thing. Mm-hmm. We don't think of those things right well, now. Your daughter
1: doesn't know what a Jetson is.
2: Yeah, probably think. not. No, <laughs> she doesn't know George or any of the family. But that's for different. And this is the
1: whole point of your presentation right now, and that is um, that this is why. You meet with your clients once or twice a year because things change so quickly, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's up to the client whether they want to meet. Yeah, you know, it's up to them. We often do meet with them on an annual basis. A maintenance so, meeting, you call? Yeah, it? yeah, we call a maintenance meeting mm-hmm. because, but that's up to the client, mm-hmm. especially if they have trust or whatever. Because a lot of things, um, uh, we a lot of times people either get different assets or they don't fund the trust, mm-hmm. or but things change, mm-hmm. like you just said. It could be something that technology changes. It could be that tax laws change. It could be that a relationship changes. It could be that money changes. Your assets change. Mm -hmm. It could be any type of thing, uh, as we said, whether it's relationship or money or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so (laughs) it's kind of, you know, a lot of times people wait and wait and Mm wait. The average person, average average Mm -hmm. American only looks at their wills probably every 19 and a half years, oh I think is what—I had somebody—I think it's really kind of funny. We had somebody in my office that had last done their will, that I had actually done the will, in 2001. Mm. And he hadn't Oops. been since then, mm-hmm. although we do recommend that things, you know, like you just mm. said, people take on things uh, if, all the time because there are things from time to time, especially you, you when there's a
1: major— or Well, it
2: depends upon how old they are. You know, the order, what their health is, and things like that, because it could be the older you are, generally, it should be more often. If they're young, then you you know, you don't need it as often because it's less likely there's disability, etc. It's really kind of interesting because we have uh, we the I was a witness to the will, and then um, another person in my office is still with us, is um, was a witness to the will, my one of my paralegals that deals with estate planning, and the notary. Um, what, who still comes in a few times a week, who's only 91 years of age. Oh, my goodness. That's yeah, great. Yeah, she's only 91. Good for her. And she she drives in the office from Garland to Dallas. That's right. And she, um, uh, I told the client, I said, you know, it's been 18 years since you did your last will. Now— I'm not sure the, the one who's the notary that's 91, her name is Margaret. I said, I'm not sure that she's going to be willing to, to notarize this in another 18 years. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, she probably won't be able to. But uh, the point is that this maintenance is critical. And if you haven't had your plan looked at, assuming you have a plan, um, it's time because it's been at least six to 12 months and if Michael Cohen has never seen it, it's very time, <laughs> for lack of a better phrase, in my objective opinion. And the way to have him look at that is to take two steps. The first step is to sign up for his next workshop, which is Thursday, December the 5th, or right after Christmas, which is Saturday, December the 28th, either one. And Michael, tell them what goes on at those free estate planning essentials workshop
2: well we ask people what they want to know we get a board and we write down the people's questions whatever it may be in every Mm -hmm. workshop it's different Mm -hmm. we call it a workshop and not a seminar because we have its discussion it's not like you know talking a talking head uh we just say what do you want to know and then that leads to other questions and different solutions you know it's
1: funny you say that because when i was brushing my teeth this morning i do brush my teeth twice a day i was thinking looking in the mirror i said You know, I wonder if there was a better word than workshop when we call the workshop. And I thought, no, this is exactly that. Although work has a negative connotation to it, there's no work involved here at all. Michael does the the heavy lifting. You just get to sit there and ask free questions about your individual circumstances, listen to other people's, and it's the farthest thing from work. It's very enjoyable and very informative.
2: Yeah, we try to joke around a little bit because that way it's not so legal mumbo jumbo. Exactly. And so we try to make it in more understandable terms so that hopefully um, it's something that you can remember. Of course you ask whatever questions that are on your mind, mm-hmm. and that's why we start off by listing those things at the very beginning. And through the two hours that we talk, we answer the questions. Great. And if if even if that wasn't sufficient, then if you wanted to, we give a free vision meeting through those who desire it, uh, at least an hour, to kind of go over your specific issues, but only if you go to the free estate planning essentials workshop. To go to the free estate estate planning essentials workshop, all you have to do is call 214-720-0102. Again, that number is 214-720-0102, or sign up online at Dallas- Elderlawyer.com. That's dallaselderlawyer.com. So you get not only two free hours of estate planning that you get to know about not only your issues but those of others, but you get another hour – of your, you know, where we could have a one-on-one meeting or whatever your family members that want to be involved, and we could just see whatever it is that's bothering you and see if there's some solutions to your issues. There's no obligation. So that's really, in our mind, over a $1,000 free value by just attending the workshop. And, of course, course. you know, with Christmas just around the corner, Mm -hmm. people are wanting something. What can I give my loved ones? Well, as we reach the winter solstice, people probably a lot of people want coffee hyperbole. so we get that free KWM coffee mug which they put in their stocking as their stocking stuffer uh, at christmas time hyperbole you know well you know <laughs> and the KWM chip clip and pins yes. that are also given courtesy of the station Michael even pours coffee in the mugs. i'm using it now i'm using yes. it now yes. it's it's something that we have a collection Adonis. we have you last year's model you know sometimes i wonder if there's gonna i'm not gonna ask if there's gonna be a new model for 2020, like they do on uh, cars. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, we had a different, used to be just a coffee cup. Mm-hmm. Now it's a coffee mug. Who can ask for anything more? Well, anyway, if you want that free coffee mug, not to mention the two hours of free estate planning essentials or whatever your questions are, and the free visioning, all you have to do is call that 214 720. 0102
1: number or go to dallas com. seems like a lot more people will do that to research michael and to get the phone number since they're driving and they can't access the website while they're in the car that makes perfect sense um what makes even more sense is don't create messes like prince did i'm sure he meant well i can't read his mind we don't know what his intentions were but that's why god made people like michael cohen to clean up the messes and to extricate uh, your, yourself from your situation if inadvertently um, or unintentionally you did not get to your plan like you should have whether it's that guy who hasn't seen Michael in 19 years or someone who thinks they've got everything covered like last week's show and they don't Michael's job is to make sure that you do so that while you're alive and after you pass away things are in order the way you want them
2: yeah and that's that's why we have the workshop and if nothing we consider this an educational process yep. so we you know you learn a lot at the at the workshop more than you probably realize that you would mm-hmm. we hope it'll be an enjoyable time we think that the time just absolutely flies by and then if you wanted to go further you learn more by that free vision meeting if you go further, then we go into design to design your program, your plan the way you would like. Tailored program. Your tailored program. Yeah. It's customized the right. way you would like. Which is great. And then, again, then there, usually then we have a signing meeting, and then we go through, if you did do some things, uh, did do some estate planning. And then there's the maintenance that you even mentioned before. Yeah. So we have a whole process uh, to make sure that things are the way you want to show your loved ones that you do truly love them. The estate plan is like a love letter.
1: There is a lot at stake, and well said it is a love letter December the 5th Thursday or December the 28th right after Christmas That Saturday Dallas Elder Law Attorney Michael Cohen
2: thank you sir thank you Don